When I know that it's a deal that I want to pursue, again, I'm going to drop it into a deal analyzer. We use this quite a bit for all of our purchases in San Antonio when we're looking to rehab. So it's really tailored towards smaller multis and single family fix and flip rentals and that sort of thing. If you're a residential real estate agent earning $200,000 a year and you want to grow your passive income, this show's for you. Learn the secrets other agents use and hear from experts in our field in order to guide you along your journey to investing in assets like apartment communities so that you can turn your commissions into cash flow. I'm Randall DeCleared. Let's go, baby. All right, all right. Welcome back. Today is Freebie Friday. I don't know. We're going to workshop that name. I'm going to talk about a deal I literally just got in my inbox today. It's a fourplex and how I analyze that deal very quickly, what I'm looking at. And because it's a smaller deal, I can use some of the tools like the MLS and that sort of thing that I have here in San Antonio. And hopefully this will help you when you're looking at deals in your market and deals that you can buy. So let's jump right in and I'm going to show you literally what I do step-by-step to quickly determine if I want to make an offer on this deal within a few minutes. So we're going to be jumping back and forth. If you're listening on audio only, jump over to the YouTube channel, Agents Building Cashflow, and you will be able to see the screenshots and everything that I'm going through very quickly so that you can follow along. Um, At the end of the video, I'm going to talk about an actual deal analyzer that I use. It's very simple, very easy. If you want access to that, or if you would like a copy of it, just reply in the comments to wherever you're watching this, and we'll be sure to get you a copy as well. So we'll just need your email address and some other contact info just so we can just shoot it over to you. So let's jump right in. And again, I'm going to share my screen. I'll do my best to describe each of the screens that we're jumping into. Okay. Awesome. So if you're listening, I'm going to read through. This is a quick snippet. I got a four property pack sent to me. And so this is one of them. This is the entirety of the text. If you can't see it, fourplex, 2584 square feet, 918 Logwood, San Antonio, Texas, 78221, right? That's the property address. Asking 450,000. It's currently hundred percent leased. All leases are on a month to month basis. Tenants have been in the property for long term. All are two ones. Total rent collected monthly is $27.35. They're broken down at $650, $685, $750, and $650. Right? That's each unit. Separate meters, tenant pays water and electricity. 2023 taxes were $68.68, $6,868. It was built in 1970. And the NOIs plus or minus $20,000. That's the entirety of the text that I got for this deal from a broker here in San Antonio. So it's property that's out, it's available. I'm sure other people have seen this, so it's not a big deal. But let me break down this quick text and my thought process when I go through and read this. Right, so it's a fourplex, all right, cool. Four units, smaller deal, and it's 2584, okay? So 2,500 square feet, 2584 divided by four, it's an average of 646 square feet per unit, right? So this is a quick math that I'm doing on my head. 646. The other number that she gives is the $450,000 asking price. So 450 divided by four, that's $112,000 per unit. So I know the zip code. I know San Antonio really well. I know where it is. I'm like 112 per door. Okay. Maybe depends on the what the building looks like. Haven't pulled it up. Haven't looked at anything yet. This is again, I'm just looking at this property. 100% lease, they're on a month-to-month basis, and they've been in there for the long term. So that all tells me that 100% lease means all the units are taken. They've been in there for a long term, so they may not have increased the rents in a long time. So the average square foot was 648, and the rents are just above that. So literally a dollar a square foot, give or take. One unit is at 750. So I think, is it going to be, again, before I even look at pictures or anything, is it going to be a property that has 
been purpose built for a fourplex or is it like one unit's going to look like this and we had to add on and it's kind of a Frankenstein style building. And so one unit is bigger than all the other ones. And that may explain why it's 750 compared to the lower rents than the others. We don't know yet. I'm just reading this quick text. A total rent collected monthly is 2735. Okay. They're all two ones. All right. So again, 2735 times 12 tells me the total annual income is or gross potential rent is $32,820. And the tenants are paying all the utilities. So that's going to decrease your expenses a bit, which is nice. The tax bill alone is 6868. So you can take off 6868. And so they're estimating that about $5,000, $6,000 total expenses for management fees for, again, they're not taking any vacancy into account or anything like that. Typical rule of thumb on a multifamily or any property really that I've been looking at is going to be about 40%. So for me, I'm going to look at this and say, even before that, I'll say they're claiming 20,000 NOI. So 20,000 and I'll divide that by $450,000. So that is a 4.4% cap rate. Right. So just quickly, I know if I paid all cash for this thing, my returns should be around four and a half percent. That's all that means. That's a pretty aggressive pricing for a property in this location without even looking at it. They did say it's built in 1970. So it's not a new build. Right. So all these things I can quickly look at and say, man, for that area and for that age, unless this thing has been updated in the last couple of months, <laughs> you know, I probably want to be seven and a half percent return. And that's, taking repairs into account, right? Or after repairs. So I do $20,000 divided by 7.5%. And that tells me the max that I should be paying this thing is $266,000 if I want 7.5% on my money. Quick numbers, haven't even looked at anything else. Okay. So this is just from the email and all the information that I'm able to obtain from that quick snippet, something that you can do quickly in your head as well. Okay. So now let's move on to what I look at when I'm actually going to dive into the property. If this were a little bit closer on numbers, this is some of the next steps that I would take. So the first thing that I do typically is I just pull it up on the map. I want to see where it is in San Antonio. I want to know where you are shopping and I want to know what's around it. So I quickly jump in. I know this is on the South side. I already knew this area where it is. So if you're listening, I go to Google maps, type in the address, boom, pull it up. I do typically a satellite view of it because I want to see what's surrounding that property. And so it's a pretty quick and easy way to go in. There we go. So we're in satellite view. We zoom in on the property. We kind of look at what's around it. Is there a big industrial site next to it? Is there a railroad track like back door? What is going on around this property? So we zoom in. It's on a corner lot. Looks like there's a elementary school just down the street. So that's an actual good feature. Typically, people want to live close so their kids can walk to school. I can see that the backyard, like the pavement is wrecked. So they haven't done anything. It looks like a gravel drive, that sort of thing. And then what I'll do is I'll just drop my little guy from Google Maps into onto the street because I want to see what it looks like from the street view. From here, it looks like the roof was not that old. But immediately, if you're following me on YouTube, you can see that the siding is bad. There's been no paint job done on it in some time. So there's deferred maintenance there. It also looks like they have one, two, three, four, five meters, but there's only four units. So I want to know what's happening. Where's the other unit and why is it not rented? What happened to it? Why is there a meter for it? I can also zoom in. I can see the gas meters and it looks on this one like there's one main gas meter. And then it branches off 
to all the other units that, or they've gotten rid of all of the gas. I'm not really sure. It looks like the meter is still there. So I'd have a question for the broker around that as well. Like what's going on with the gas? Is it still there? Did they get rid of it? There's a couch in the backyard on the ground. So then I'll look around the neighborhood as well. And like I said, there's gravel drive. Neighborhood looks kind of like what I would expect for this area. Let's see. We'll go around to the other side. So the front of the building has a sod, a brick, a stone facade. And one, two, three, four. So the building is broken up. Looks like it was a purpose-built fourplex, which is a plus. And let's see. I'll go to the other side. They have window units. They have ACs. Like, what's going on? Okay, they all have window units. At least this one unit does. Those two units. So I would assume on the other side, they would have window units as well. So just a lot of deferred maintenance. This to me would be like a Frankenstein addition. You see the doors barely at the roof line. So there's no framing really that makes any sense as to how that door is being held up or that wall is being held at the roof. So I would assume, you know, there's some issues going on here. So again, I look at it quickly and I say 450 for this thing, unless they've done a ton of updates and this thing looks mint in some of the pictures, hopefully they're going to share with me, then they're way off on their pricing. So that's the first thing. Again, assuming it's a little bit closer, I'll jump into my MLS. Again, this is a fourplex in an area that I can quickly analyze. So I'll go in and I'll search and I'll show you exactly what I do. I'll do set a single residential. I'll do multifamily two to four units. I will put in the actual address that I want to center on. Let's see if I still have it in here. No. Okay. So yeah, what I'll do is I will zoom in and I'll do probably a half mile radius. It's a pretty quick and easy way for me to figure out what's going on around it. And that's it. Two to four. I already have this set up as like unsold, rented, all this good stuff. And there have been four or there are four. So I'll look at this real fast. That's interesting. There's a five unit that sold. It was a 1967 build. It sold for 450. Other than that, there's three, two units. Look like they all came on the market at the exact same time. And they're brand new builds that are selling for $379, $191 a foot. They're all three twos. And yeah, they're all going to be the exact same. A bunch of duplexes are putting it down there. So this is the one that sold. And you can quickly scroll through some of the pictures and see what was going on at that property. Kind of looks like another interesting type deal. Somebody put it all together, but that thing sold with $15,000 in closing costs for $450,000. So that's where they're getting their price. Again, interesting creative financing available, conventional. All right. So somebody just wanted to buy this thing. All right. So that tells me a few things. And then what I do is I go over and I take a look at this section, which is any county, I guess in Texas, we have access to the ownership. We have access to when they bought it, all of that. So we're in Bear County, so it would be cad.org. That's where you can go and do a quick property search. Through Sabor, which is our board of realtors, we have another one that I'm on right now, which is called Courthouse Retrieval System. Sorry. So I can jump in and actually pull all this data, right? So what I'm looking at now is the ownership of the property, how long they've owned it, the size of the property, the size of the lot, the deed history. So I can go through and actually see all the deeds, the sales history. Looks like they bought it for $40,000. And then I see the owner. So Intelligent Realty Investments. So I look at that and I say, okay, who owns that? So what I do is I typically will jump into the Secretary of State and find out who the entity is. So I'll go SOS, Entity Search, Texas, and there's Texas Comptroller and Taxable Entity Search. So then I just go over and I copy the name of the company and I type it in. If you're just listening, I'm on the, the Secretary of State 
the comptroller's website. I'm typing in the name of the entity that owns this property. And let's see, I am just making sure that the name makes sense. I don't want to have like a comma or an LLC in there because I want to actually find it. And so then I do a search, boom, it pulls it up, Intelligent Realty Investments. And so they own this deal and I can go into details and find out who is the owner. Public information, Ezekiel Lee Perez. Okay, so then I copy that. Let's find out who they are. Paste, do a Google search real fast. So in just like a matter of minutes, I've been able to find who the owner is, right? It looks like she is a tax and bookkeeping services and so my guess is if this property had some sort of tax lien on it or some sort of issue with taxes, she may have been able to go and buy it at a significant discount. So I'd have to go back and research this deed and try to find out what's going on because it looks like it sold for 148 just before that and then, then it transacted for $40,000. So what you can do is go down and see, nope, okay, they have a loan on it. All right, owner financed this property to the new owner. I'm not sure if she put $40,000 down, but the deed of trust says that it was $155,000 loan. So I know that the seller has $155,000 in the deal minimum, or at least a balance on their mortgage. And you can find this as all public records, public information, very easy to quickly go through and analyze this sort of deal. I know who the seller is. I know kind of what they're working on, what they're doing. And then I can go and actually, again, assuming that I felt like this was a deal worth pursuing, I would actually put it into my deal analyzer. So this deal analyzer is very specific to single families, fix and flip models. So when I know that it's a deal that I want to pursue, then again, I'm going to drop it into a deal analyzer. We use this quite a bit for all of our purchases in San Antonio when we're looking to rehab. So it's really tailored towards smaller multis and single family fix and flip uh, rentals and that sort of thing. And so I will jump into it here and I'm going to enter some of the information in and we'll jump right back in. Basically, if you're listening, I have created a Google sheet that has a ton of different tabs in it so that once you enter the address and some of the information in one tab, it auto populates into all these other tabs, right? So give me a sec. I'll be right back and we will jump into it. We're proud to be sponsored by Ridgeline Investment Group. Ridgeline has a track record of transacting more than 53 million in assets throughout Texas. Ridgeline's currently looking to acquire 100 to 200 unit class B multifamily communities between five and 20 million in San Antonio, Temple, Waco, Tyler, and other Texas secondary markets. To learn more about Ridgeline Investment Group, visit www.ridgelineig.com. Okay. So here is the deal analyzer. Again, we've got a ton of tabs down at the bottom that you can jump into once you enter the basic information. So again, I put the address in, I put it's eight bed, four bath, really that that doesn't really pertain so much to this deal because it's multifamily, but it keeps an idea on here. But type is going to be multifamily and rehab costs. So this is subjective, right? So What I typically will do, this initial sheet is set up so that you can actually analyze it for a wholesale. If you wanted to wholesale it, put a fee in there and that sort of thing. It'll just calculate your max offer price based on the percentage. So I'm going to make up a number just looking at those pictures on that thing. If it's a fourplex and I have to rehab four units plus the exterior, clean up, maybe do a fence, do that sort of thing. I would say we're going to spend at least, I don't know, 35,000 just for a number. Desired fee, 100%. So I want to be in this thing. 
right? If I were going to wholesale this thing, I could put a $10,000 fee in there and this is calculating it off of this ARV. So if I wanted a, like a 30% spread on my deal, then I'd need to be offering $141,000. Look, for the sake of this deal, again, I'm going to use 450 as the number. Let's say it's 35 and let's say that I would go up to 80% because I need 20% equity in the deal. Fee zero. So I'd be max offer on this deal would be 325,000. If the rehab is zero, then I could go to $360,000. So that's with a 20% discount, right? 35,000. Let's go with 90 because we actually want to own it. Okay. So boom, that's kind of what we would offer. Let's just work off of that. And what I do is I cut and paste, copy, and I'm going to go into here. This is another deal that we did. So we paste it in, everything drops in here. And then in here, I can put in my taxes and insurance if I didn't do that already. Or taxes, let's say they already told us was 68, 68. Insurance, let's call it 1500. And future rents, let's call it 2735. I believe that's on a monthly basis. All right, so again, all of that should paste it in. Okay, cool. So now check it out. There's a lot of stuff in this sheet that is probably overkill for what you're looking at and what you're working on right now. But I put it in here simply to show you what I guess the sheet can do. So, okay. So again, if you are looking at deals to wholesale, this thing will calculate it for you right here. Again, if you are buying at 80% of value, then your max offer price would be 360. This is just the way it reads. And then you take out your repairs. So you need to be offering 325. At 325, that would be the, I guess, the sale price that you would sell it to an investor. And if you want to charge a 5, 10, 20, you can put whatever number you want to in here. And this will tell you automatically what you should be offering. So to make $15,000 at 80%, you need to be offering 310. And then you can sell it at 325. Makes sense. Okay. So cool. Again, overkill for what we're doing here, not the strategy that we're talking about here because I'm just looking at buying it for cash flow, but I'm just showing you kind of what this thing can do. So again, based on their numbers, right? This is 2735. That's what we got off the email. The total annual income auto calculated is 32820. And property management, 10%, you know, smaller property. That's typically what you're paying is a decent chunk of money or one month's rent, which is very close. So I'm just going to keep it at 10%. Vacancy, 5%. You know, if you got to get somebody out of there, that's still relatively conservative. Insurance, maintenance, trash, utilities. We got rid of utilities because they're not paying any and taxes. So the total, again, they're calculating their ROI was plus or minus $20,000. Just putting it in here, I'm getting closer to $17,000 with all of these costs associated with it. So the ROI, which in this case, since it'd be a cash deal is 4.4. That's what I calculated a minute ago. All right. So taking into account all of the expenses, what I did just now is I went back up and said, if I paid full price minus repairs, which would be $415,000, then I would be getting this deal at 3.98 based on my numbers. That's the basic cap rate because the actual NOI is 1788 compared to the $20,000 that they said. Again, you have to take these things into account and run your own numbers when you're looking at these deals and not just assume that the NOI that they're getting is accurate because you may have less. Similarly, you may be able to say that the rent is going to increase. I didn't put any of that in here on this deal, right? So again, let's go down and say that you've got, you still want to buy this thing in 90 and the repairs are going to be there. So you're offering 370. 
So you can increase your cap to 4.42. I just think that that's ridiculous and way too expensive. So I'm just going to mess with these numbers till I get this to a price point that makes more sense. I said 266. And so now you're getting a seven and a half cap on that deal. So that to me makes a lot more sense. And I literally shot an email before I did any of this analyzation. I didn't analyzing. I didn't do much. I just looked at it and I said, I think I'd be 250 and depends on the repairs. That was a quick response just so they could get a response to the broker on this deal. So the other things that you can do with this, you can go in and take a look at rehab work based on the square footage. You know, I said $35,000. These are some numbers and some figures in here of what it would cost to rehab a property. So you can go through and type everything in and then it comes down to the bottom 57,000. I didn't put any of this in. This is from an old deal, but it just calculates everything for you. And then you can carry this number over to your actual rehab numbers over here on the rehab sheet. So again, I wanted to go through and just quickly explain how I look at a deal based on a snippet of an email and how fast it can actually be done. My full analysis of this thing, if I were to actually buy it, would take a little bit more time, but this video probably took longer than it took me to analyze the deal. And I know just from looking at it and putting my quick number in reply, that probably took me about... I don't know, 30 seconds to read the email, to look at it and say, you know, this is kind of what I'm just from clicking through the pictures. So again, don't let anything like that stop you from jumping into a deal. Just get comfortable analyzing some numbers. Just because somebody posts something and lists it doesn't mean that it's a deal and you don't have to try to make a deal out of something that's way overpriced. My personal take, my personal opinion, that one that's sold is kind of an outlier and it's kind of an anomaly. This thing right here that sold for $450,000 very curious as to why it sold for that much and what I'm missing, right? So somebody may have just really wanted that deal. Okay. So again, for anyone listening, these are the quick steps that I did. I looked at the property information real quick on the email. I calculated the annual rents that it would receive. I did a quick calculation in my head about 40% of whatever that total gross rents are. And then that gives me my NOI, right? And so my NOI immediately was lower than theirs. And then I calculate what I think would be a good return for the risk for buying a property at a certain location. For me, it was seven and a half percent on that deal where it was. It gave me about 260 on that deal. I'm calculating the price per door, price per foot. And that way I can just compare them quickly to other deals that I've been looking at. So if you're running a lot of these scenarios yourself and you're flexing that muscle over and over and over again, and you're keeping track of kind of what you're offering or what you think it should be worth and what the returns are going to look like you're going to learn your area really fast. You don't have to buy a deal tomorrow, right? You can spend a lot of time analyzing these things over a month and figure out what you would offer on these things, even if you don't have any capital to put to work right now. But then you'll be in the game, you'll understand, you'll see something. And when an opportunity actually does present itself, then you're there and you're ready to act on it very quickly because you know that's a deal, right? You've looked at enough of them. Okay. So I'm doing those quick calculations. And then once I determine, like, let me dive into this. Maybe there's a reason that they are asking so much. So I pulled the comps. I pulled the county report on the deal. So I knew how much they owed on the property. And I knew kind of when they bought it, how long they've owned it, how many square feet, just verifying some of the basic information to make sure that it's accurate. I looked at Google Maps and took a street view just to make sure that that thing was a still standing building to see kind of the condition of it. One of the cool things about Google Maps, if you don't know, you can go back in history and when you take a snapshot, they've been doing so many photos over time that you can see how that property has changed over time. I didn't do that on this video, but it's a pretty cool feature. 
I looked at the surrounding area from the satellite view to see what's surrounding that property very quickly. So I could see, you know, if there's an industrial park there, if there's a railroad train, if there's a gas station next door, if there's a bar, whatever, you can see all of that very quickly. And that should give you some guidance on whether or not you want to pursue the deal. From there, I found who the owner was. I looked it up, even though it was an LLC, I pulled the taxable entity search from state comptroller, found the entity, found the person who owns it, and then found what they do, right? So you can find all of that information out and have a pretty clear understanding of who you're working with or dealing with and as to why they may have purchased it or not, right? Assuming I was going to buy this thing, I put it into my deal analyzer and I showed you guys how that works on a very high level. Again, if that's something that you find interesting and you want a copy of it, I can give it to you for free. Just either comment down below and say that, yeah, please send it to me or DM me your email address so that we can get that information out to you. And I'll just share the entire sheet with you. You can play with it. I didn't really go into all the details of all the different things that you can do with it as a rehab analyzer on that. If you start scrolling through some of the tabs, it has what happens if I borrowed with hard money? What happens if I use a private lender that has a better rate and they offer me different terms? What happens if I want to do a cash out refi after I rehab it? So a long-term rental, like a bunch of different models within that one thing. And we've used it successfully for, I don't know, 10, 12 years. So if you want a copy of it, just let me know. And I'm happy to share that with you. Again, if you're getting information that is helpful to you and you're getting value out of the show, I hope I'm providing you some value. Then please jump on, rate and review wherever you're listening to this. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're going through and, and listening to it on a podcast, jump on, rate and review. It would really help me out. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Surprisingly, most of the agents we speak with got into real estate hoping to gain passive income and become work optional. However, only one in five ever start investing. Most are simply too afraid to start. Once you get educated by listening to this show, you'll be able to overcome that fear and become the one in five who are finding financial freedom. Don't miss a single episode. If you want to stay up to date, the best way is to make sure you're subscribed. So if you haven't done that, go ahead and do it now. And we'll catch you on the next episode.